How you doing? You're with Cameron here on 2VM. It's a Friday. We're talking local politics as we do every week. And we're going north to the Gundawindi Shire, talking to the mayor up there, Lawrence Springborg. How are you going, Lawrence? Yeah, not too bad, Cameron, and yourself. Not too bad, not too bad. Are you getting a little bit of that liquid sunshine up uh, north of the border? or? Yeah, look, it's... Um you know, the, the rain has been nice. I mean, not a lot of rain. I mean, yep. uh, I know at our place we've had around half an inch, which is a nice fall this time of year. Yep. Around Gundawindi, to the to the east of Gundawindi, yesterday there was up to, you know, 33 mils. So what's that getting up towards an inch and a half in the old language? So, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, patchy, but patchy falls, but everyone's got a bit of a shower. Uh, it's great, but, I, but people have been going flat out trying to finish off their planting and and from their perspective, probably hold them up, and people might have to make some decision now to go to different varieties because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's the windows closing now for some of the really um, early season varieties of uh, of wheat. Yeah. Uh, so that that's one decision people may have to wait. But then on the other, uh, or make. But then on the other hand, I spoke to someone the other day who said that their ground was drying out a little bit, so they appreciated the rainfall. So generally, uh, probably more good than than harm has come from it, so I think yep. it's good. It's shaping up to be a great year. Oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, what else has been happening uh, around the traps in the Gundawindi Shire? Yeah, quite a few things, and at our most recent council meeting, uh, the council made a decision to lift all of its water restrictions, and we're able to do that because we now have free and open access to our allocation water, which is supplied from our dams, whether it be Kilmunda Dam, uh, Glen Lyon Dam or Pintari Dam and mm-hmm. one of the challenges that we, we often have as you're aware because we have good allocations, councils invested in a lot of water over the period of time but mm-hmm. if the rivers and streams are dry and you simply can't deliver it then you have to put in place water restrictions and that's been the, the situation for a number of our towns in recent times such as the likes of Texas, Gundawindi which are on medium level restrictions, Jalab and were on low restrictions and Inglewood had zero restrictions because they had good access to the Coolmunda Dam supply. So at this stage, we're looking at a good window for uh, town water supply now for the next year or so. So I think that's really encouraging. And not only that, uh, we've been able to invest, I think, as I said to you before, in some significant backup supplies with regards to good bores in Texas, Shalab and Gundawindi. Also, what we've done out in in Bungania, we're putting new... Uh, water storage in Tallwood, two beer mm-hmm. as well. And also uh, we found good water at Inglewood the other day and uh, we're just waiting to see if it's at a depth which the Department of, uh, of Water will allow us to be able to access mm-hmm. in, in, in that area. So that's always a bit of a challenge because we mm-hmm. were going deep. There's not much water deep there, but we found something at a medium level and we now just have to see if we can transfer some some licenses so we're able to access that in the future but we don't have an immediate problem there but from our perspective we want to make sure that if the McIntyre brook dries back from Inglewood to the dam wall as it has done and strands the town because it has a lot of water in the dam but you simply can't get access to it that we do have that border back up so basically a lot of work has been done by council to secure our water in the future it's great if you can just get it straight out of the river the streams or the brook and that's just the easiest but if that's not the case we always need to know we've got backup and we're in a great position compared to a lot of other southern inland queensland towns which are really struggling for water and don't have many options 
Well, that's reassuring indeed. And also, we talked last time about uh, a potential hydrogen plant. How's that going along? Uh, look, uh, we're at the latter stages now of developing our business case and our feasibility study, so we're yep. really quite excited about that. And as I think I mentioned to you, I did brief the Federal Minister, Angus Taylor, who is responsible for energy in all of its facets when I was in Canberra in March. Yep. And I'm delighted to have a meeting with the State Minister responsible, Nick DeBrenny, next week, and I'll be briefing him on that. Now, we're just wanting to keep all of the government authorities up to date. Uh, Council's very, very keen on this. Mm -hmm. And if there is an opportunity for us to fit in with the various programs and support funding programs that they have in place for the hydrogen industry, that would be good as well. From our perspective as the Gundawindi Regional Council, we're faced with a significant investment in a few years' time to upgrade our sewage treatment plant in Gundawindi, uh, an enormous amount of money. And what we're talking about this gives us here gives us an opportunity potentially to look at extending the life of that plant to do a whole range of innovative things and to be able to use the treated water to create energy. So we're very keen on this, but mm -hmm. uh, there's a ways to go yet, but the feasibility study and business case are looking up, looking very good at this stage. Okay. The, other, the other decision that we made the other day in our council meeting was to subdivide off and sell the house, yep. which is in what is known as the uh, former co-op car park in yep. Gundawindi. As you're aware, the council was the successful bidder for that car park, which had a residence on it and also a shed and, and, and a toilet. And it really made sense for the council to stand in the market and to purchase that because car parking is our business. We got it at a, a quite a reasonable price mm -hmm. and we don't have any need for the house because the house is not our core business. But we do know in Gundawindi, as in a lot of other places around Queensland, housing is at a premium. So we'll subdivide that off and we will take that to market. So it will provide an opportunity for someone to have a house in the nearest CBD area. And the other thing it will do is we will be able to recoup a significant amount of the money which we spent on that car park. And as I said, we got it at a very competitive rate, around about $580,000. So if we can sell that house for a good amount of money, then we'll be able to come out of the transaction, I think, in a very positive way. And we'll have a car park which we can reconfigure for the future for our town. Oh, that'll be very reassuring for people who are looking for housing. I know there's quite a bit of a shortage, especially with the uh, COVID pandemic tearing its way through. With a lot of shows that are happening uh, south of the border here, like we had Maury's show a couple of weeks ago, Worry Alders shows this week. Um, has Agunda Windy had their show this year? Or? Yeah, Agunda Windy had their show last week. It was yep. extremely well attended. Good crowds on Friday and uh, an exceptional crowd on Saturday and I hear probably as good a crowd as they have ever had and uh, the, the showgrounds looked an absolute picture. There's been a lot of work that has, has been done out there, a lot of investments been put into the showground over a period of time. Uh, the, the art show was very well attended, it was mm -hmm. extraordinarily well attended and, and basically uh, the whole range of things which were displayed there were of a very, very high quality and the mood was exceptionally good for a range of reasons. A, we're able to have our show this year after the, 
the COVID interruption last year, and B, the seasonal outlook is very, very good as well. And there's one other show left in our area for this calendar year, the, the Queensland show calendar, and that's Texas, which is mm-hmm. held, I think it's the last weekend in July, and uh, that's always well attended. Uh, just one other thing while I'm, I'm speaking with you, Cameron, you, you may be aware that there has been an issue with some antisocial behaviour, uh, thefts and break-ins in Gundawindi in mm-hmm. recent times. Ironically, it followed uh, and really escalated uh, when the, the lifting of the border uh, checkpoints happened uh, late last year. Uh, but there's been some real issues there. There's been car thefts and uh, st- vehicles stolen on uh, one side of the border in Gundawindi, an absolutely stupid wanton damage and destruction and some thefts in it. We had a shop that was rammed the other day in Gundawindi and uh, a few things were stolen and then, of course, there's a range of uh, subsequent things happen there. The police are investigating. But council has been very concerned about this for a period of time. I wrote to the Queensland Minister for Police earlier this year asking for assurances that there were sufficient resources for the police to be able to do their job. I was reassured at that time that that was the case. Gundawindi is a very, very safe place in comparison to a lot of other areas, but people really are concerned now and they're getting very worried when you've got break-ins and you've got this car theft and that sort of thing. It just doesn't... It's not what we are used to, and people are calling for action, and so is the council. And we, uh, I've been in touch with Senior Police Command, mm-hmm. and uh, they have now given me an assurance that they're going to relook at resources, and they're going to be shifting district resources into Gundawindi to uh, get on top of this particular issue. And yep. not only that, the Senior Police Command from Queensland are going to meet with their Senior Police Command in New South Wales and address some of those cross-border issues because there are jurisdictional issues which just annoy, annoy the heck out of a lot of us uh, in, in our communities on both sides of the border. Yep. Very, very important we move to sort that out because what you have is crimes committed in in, in Gundawindi and the car that's stolen burnt out on the New South Wales side and you know police even themselves aren't sure of their level of cross-jurisdictional cross capability I mean there are there is an opportunity for them to go a little bit over the border but they don't have the same powers so very very important that we get that sorted out but certainly some yeah. movement in that then some real assurances from senior police command the police have done a they're doing a good job locally we just need assurances because the policing and courts are the responsibility of the state government, that the police are given the resources, support and the powers to do the job, and the courts will do what they need to do to uphold the law mm-hmm. and also make sure they keep people accountable for their actions and consequences for their actions. No worries. Well, thanks very much for your company today, Lawrence, um, and let's hope uh, we can get that antisocial behaviour stamped out and uh, look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you, Kevin. Look forward to it.